your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this latest episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Um, what a weekend it's, it was for Pittsburgh sports. I mean, you know, you have the Pirates trading Josh Bell. You know, to my Washington Nationals, that's a lot of fun. You know, get to see the Pirates just roll over in their graves. That's, that's the normal reason why I'll never be a Pirates fan. It's just because Bob Nutting stinks on uh, the Steelers. Their crazy comeback. Go follow Locked On Steelers. Also, please go follow Locked On Pirates. You know, even though the team stinks, um, those guys do a great job over there. But in Penguin Land, a lot to touch on. Um, the schedule, of course, came out. Um, we're going to touch on that. And just basically, you know, what are the easiest parts of the schedule for the Penguins? What are the hardest parts of the schedule? We're going to touch that on that in the second segment. In the first segment, um, the training camp rosters were released today uh, for the Penguins, or the training camp roster, um, I should say. So we're going to go over who all... Well, all the players that made the training camp roster, there were some surprises, you know, some players on there that maybe you've never heard of. We'll touch on that. And then the third segment, we're almost done with these player season reviews. Uh, today, it will be Zach Aston-Reese. Um, and then this week, we will also do Brandon Tanev. Well, we already did Brandon Tanev. I'm being stupid. We'll do Zach Aston-Reese, and then we'll also finish up with Teddy Bluegreen. I think that basically concludes all the season reviews because the players um, that were on the team last season that I would be doing, they're, uh, they are no longer here. So let's get into this. Uh, the training camp rosters are set for the Penguins. At forward, Colton Sevier, of course, Evan Rodriguez. Drew O'Connor makes the team. I think he was a, a college-free agent that the Penguins brought in, I mean, I think this past season, if I'm not mistaken, or is the season before that. Um, Frederick Goudreau, I mean, everyone knows him from the Nashville-Pittsburgh uh, Stanley Cup Final from 2017. I actually think he scored a goal um, in the Stanley Cup Final, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he gets a training camp invite. He's not going to make the team, go, though, guys. I mean, unless there's like a boatload of injuries, he'll probably be start uh, in Wilkes-Barre. Zach Aston-Reese, um, he does have the um, a dash uh, next to his name just because um, I think he's expected to be back in mid-February, though. Um, he has been skating in the informal workout, so um, we'll have to see if he is on the ice for training camp when it begins um, this weekend. Brandon Tanev, Mark Jankowski, Jordan Nolan um, is getting a professional tryout. We talked on that last week. Um, I touched on that on the podcast. I really don't understand why Jim Rutherford invited Jordan Nolan. We all know what he is for his career. He's kind of a plug. I mean, I think his best season is like 15, 16 points in a bottom six role. He was decent for a time with the Los Angeles Kings, but I mean, those days are long past. Guys like 30, 32 years old, something like that. A career minor leaguer, I think at this point. Didn't really get a lot of NHL action last year anyway. Again, really don't understand the need to bring him in. He just does not fit what the team is looking for, the speed and skill. Um, if he does somehow make the team, um, he will probably be assigned to Wilkes-Barre, but I easily could see them just cutting him at the end of training camp. And I think that's what they will do. I do not think he is going to be on the Penguins roster or the baby Penguins roster um, after training camp. Uh, Jason Zucker, obviously, yeah, that guy will make the team. Brian Russ, same thing. Sam Lafferty. It is it is to be different to seeing a uh, number 18 for Sam Lafferty. I forgot that he uh, changed his number. I think he was 37 um, for a while, but don't quote me on that. I do not believe he was number 18 last season for the Penguins. Uh, Jared McCann, 
obviously he'll make the team. And it's good to see uh, Nathan Legary and Sam Poulin getting a, a training camp uh, roster spot with the Penguins. They're probably not going to make the team. I, I know I've been saying it for a while, guys, that I did think Sam Poulin was going to make the team. I I've kind of changed my tune a little bit. I mean, it still could happen, but I just, I really just don't see it, I think, at this point. But still, you know, if he does impress at training camp, you know, I could still see the Penguins, you know, giving him a shot in the lineup, but we'll see. Uh, Josh Curry, I think he was signed out of college as well. Actually, no, he was signed in October um, by the Penguins. Um, he's only had 21 career games for his NHL career, um, two goals, five points in, 20, in those 21 games. So, I mean, he's also 28 years old, so... I really do not expect him to make the team. I mean, if he does do okay in training camp, I'm guessing he'll be assigned to Wilkes-Barre. That's just my guess on that. Um, Kasperi Kapanen, he'll make the team. Teddy Bluger, and oh, great. And this guy, I always mispronounce this guy's last name. I'm so sorry if I do it again here. Uh, Sam Miletic, I think that's his name. Uh, he's, of course, um, on the Baby Penguins for, I think, basically his whole career. Um, he was signed to a one-year deal in October, it sounds like. Um... No, this was his second. Sorry, I was reading it right now. His second season with Wilkes-Barre, nine goals, thirty-two points in the sixty-two games. He's not going to make the team out of training camp. He'll be going back to Wilkes-Barre. Um, Anthony Angelo, you know, a total Mark Donk name, as everyone likes to say. Um, he may make the team as a fourteenth, thirteenth forward. We'll have to see on that. Jake Gensel, that guy's pretty good. Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, yeah, those guys. They may make the team. Um, and then this guy, um, Radim Zohorna, I have no idea who that guy is. I think it's actually the first time I've even heard of him. Um, I'm not really sure when they signed him. I'm actually going to do some research on that right now um, as I'm just looking at the rosters because I just, I've never, I, I didn't even know the Penguins signed this guy. That's the thing. Um, oh, here, here's a tweet from uh, Jesse Marshall. Apparently signed him as a UFA in April, was the second leading score on BK, Malata, Bolslav in the Czech Republic. Um, apparently, in 21 games this season, according to Danny Shirey Irving of the Pens blog, 12 goals, uh, 22 points in 21 games, 24 years old. So that's interesting. You know, I like that they're dipping their toes into Europe and getting some European players on uh, tryouts, basically. I mean, if he doesn't impress too much at camp, you can cut him. But if he does impress you a bit, you can put him in Wilkesbury and see how he does um, down with the baby pens because, I mean, he's probably not going to make the team. But still, you know, basically a point-per-game player out in Europe in the Czech Republic, that's good, and he's still only 24. So he's 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 young enough where, you know, you could see some production, though I'm not really sure about that. Uh, for the defense, got the usual names, Chad Ruedel, Cody Cece, Mike Matheson, John Marino, Brian Dumoulin, Josh Minascalo. Remember, they signed him to an entry-level deal. Don't think he's going to make the team, but, you know, I think Jim Rutherford has talked very highly of him, just how excited they are about him. Kevin Kuzman, I mean, that's a career Wilkes-Barre player. Marcus Pedersen, Cam Lee is the same as Montescalo, I think. They signed him to an entry-level deal. Yuso Rikla, again, I have no idea how, how and why Yuso Rikla is still on this team because he's probably not going to be playing at all this season unless there's injuries. I mean, there probably will be injuries, so he probably will play at least a little bit, but again... I have absolutely no idea why he decided to sign back with the Penguins when he's just not going to be playing a lot. Zach Trotman, again, another career minor leaguer. I've never been impressed with Zach Trotman with the Penguins. You know, he's been called up a lot, um, you know, to play in place with Chris Tang or Brian Dumoulin. You know, we all, of course, we saw John Marino got hurt last year. Um, and just, he, none of his game impresses me. He's not good at moving the puck off the ice. He has a terrible shot. 
Um, just his first pass is not good. And defensively in his own zone, he's just a tire fire. I just, I really don't like, I mean, I think they were playing him on his offside over Chad Ruedel last year. I, I believe they were doing that for a few games and it was like, Mike Sullivan, do you just not trust Chad Ruedel at all? To, and you're just going to play Zach Trotman on his offside, even though he's just utterly terrible. That was always a weird just decision by Mike Sullivan. And I just, I've never liked him as a player. So, I mean, obviously he's going to get a, invite to training camp and he he honestly may make the team as the number eight defense well actually i shouldn't say that they're not going to keep nine defense but what the hell am i talking about he'll be assigned back to wilkesbury because chad ruido may not even be in the lineup and then you have use the so you probably already have your eight defensemen i really don't see them keeping nine so again i have no idea what the hell i'm talking about just disregard what i said there chris letang po joseph again jim rutherford has talked very highly of him his time could be coming soon but you know with the mike matheson contract there for six more years don't really know when he's going to crack the lineup but you know if he does have a great training camp i could see the penguins you know giving him the keys to just make the team but again it's much more likely that he's probably assigned back to wilkesbury goaltenders you know we have tristan jari casey de smith Alex DeOrio, and oh boy, I'm going to mispronounce this guy's last name too. Maxime Legasse, Legacy? I, I don't know. Well, I, I'm, that's an epic fail for me. I honestly don't even really know who that guy is. I think he plays in Wheeling. Um, Emil Larmy was supposed to be on the training camp roster, but I think he's stuck in Europe right now, the last thing time I read. So um, he may be a late arrivy uh, to training camp. But that is your Pittsburgh Penguins training camp roster. Um, as for any surprises, I mean, there's really not too many, I don't think. I mean, I guess the Redeem Zohorna guy is a bit of a surprise because I had no idea that the team even signed him in April. Um, Drew O'Connor, Frederick Goudreau, um, Jordan Nolan. I mean, I guess I'm a little surprised that they did sign Jordan Nolan to a PTO. Um, there's just no need for him with the forward depth that this team already has. Um, and he's just probably not going to make the team as I touched on just a few minutes ago. So I just really don't know why they decided to do that. You know, great that Poole and Laguerre, like I said, are coming on. Josh Curry, just basically a warm body at camp. I mean, he's not going to make the team at all. But that's basically it for that. And, you know, who do I think could surprise at training camp? I really think we could see a lot out of Menescalo and Cam Lee. You know, I would not be surprised if those two really impressed Mike Sullivan and Jim Rutherford. Like I, like I said, GMJR has really talked both of them up as potentially being close to NHL ready. You know, the same goes for Drew O'Connor, the forward. So, you know, if those three impress, you know, they could be looking at some interesting decisions um, going into the season or potentially during the season especially when, not if, injuries come to the Penguins. Because don't worry, there will be a lot of injuries that come to the Penguins. It happens every single year. And then, you know, as for who's actually going to make the team, I mean, I basically already said it. I mean, they're going to run eight defensemen. More than likely, Maniscalco, Kuzman, uh, Trotman, P.O. Joseph. Um, they're all going to be sent down. I mean, I think the Redeems of Horner guy, he'll probably be sent down too. DeOrio and the guy I see, obviously sent down. Jordan Nolan, I think, will be cut. Legary and Puin will be sent down. Josh Curry will be sent down. Sam Miletic, I can honestly see them potentially keeping him as a 13th, 14th forward. I think he might be a bit better than Anthony Angel. I could see them sending him down. And I do think Goudreau, Andrew O'Connor will get sent down as well. So, I mean, everyone else on the team. Sam Lafferty is going to make the team. I know some people are not that high on Sam Lafferty. I'm personally not either, but, you know, the coaching staff likes him. I guess they like his defensive capabilities, and I guess they like that he can just carry the puck into the offensive zone. And not just dump and chase it. But, you know, I just, I think he's a little too inconsistent. I really don't think he deserves an everyday uh, spot in the lineup. But, you know, that's just my opinion on that. But that basically wraps up the training camp segment here. Uh, let me know your guys' thoughts. You know, were you guys surprised at any of these names? Uh, do you guys think any of these, you know, AHL players or some tryout players could make the team? Just tweet at me at Hunter Hodes, the show's Twitter at 
LO underscore Penguins as well. But before we get to the next segment where we're, we're going to talk about the schedule and, you know, what the easiest and hardest parts are of it, it is time to talk about Bilt Bar. There's 18 amazing flavors, six of them new. Caramel brownie, cherry barkia, cookies and cream, a carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp, or a few of them. Sold the 12 original flavors, mint brownie, banana bread, peanut butter, German chocolate, double chocolate, etc., etc. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. One of my favorite flavors is still the cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That is promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. So the Penguins schedule is here, and it is quite a doozy. So um, in case any of you did not see, they open up the season January 13th at Philadelphia. Um, So the games are in two blocks this year. And what I mean by that, so it's basically like a mini series in baseball. It's not a three or four game series, but, you know, they're basically, they're two game series against each team. It's also to minimize travel. It makes sense, you know, especially with the pandemic going on. So the 13th and the 15th of January, they start against Philadelphia. Then they come home for four games, Washington for two, the Rangers for two. Then they go to Boston for two games, the Rangers for two games, come home and play the Devils, you know, Islanders, you know, that, that, the, the whole big New York, New Jersey trip should be interesting. I think the the worst stretch for the Penguins this season um, honestly comes, I think it's honestly to begin the season, you know, two against Philadelphia, two against Washington, then you get the Rangers, then you get the Bruins, then you get the Rangers again. I know it'll be nice to get three against the Devils out of the way. They're not good. But then you get the Islanders to start February. The Caps again. Then you get the Islanders again. Then the Capitals again the following week. Then the Islanders again the following week. And then you get Philadelphia. It is just, the, their first few months are just totally brutal. I mean, even, you know, the end of the season, it's nice. They get Buffalo for two games at home. You know, they finish up with Washington and Philly also on the road. I mean, I think their April is honestly better. I mean, I know they get Boston, but you get New York for two. You get New Jersey, Philly for a couple games, Buffalo. You get New Jersey again. I know you get Boston for a couple games, but I would rather have that schedule um, in April, which I think is the easiest, than the beginning where, they, you know, they're going to Philly, to Washington, to Boston, you know, to playing the Islanders, I mean, six times before the end of February. I mean, they, they will only have two matchups left with the Islanders, after February. That that's just absolutely crazy to me. Um their longest home stand I think is only 4 games. I think their longest road trip is um if I'm making this I think it's a 5 5 games is their longest road trip. Yeah. Um it's in April from April 1st to April 11th. There's the longest one. Boston for 2, the Rangers for 2. I don't know why I keep saying New York because there's two New York teams and then they go to New Jersey. So um I mean, that's honestly not too bad. You know, you have three teams in there that I don't think are going to make the playoffs. And of course, you have Boston. Yum. You know, playing Boston eight times is not going to be fun. Playing the Capitals eight times is not going to be fun. And playing the Philadelphia Flyers is not going to be fun eight times. You know, everyone freaks out when they play them four to five times in a season. Now we get to see them play eight times in the season. So this is truly going to be a bloodbath. Um, I still have the Penguins making the playoffs. I understand why people are a bit more skeptical with this team, but I still have them making it. I think I have them getting third um in this division as currently constructed 
But yeah, man, I mean, I think the schedule gets easier for the Penguins as the season goes on. Starting out, it's just going to be rough. You know, you get the four big rivalry games right off the bat, and you get Boston right off the bat, and you get the Rangers right off the bat too. And like I said, six times in February against the New York Islanders. I mean, four of them on the road. So that is going to be a pain. The last time they will play the Islanders after February, March 29th and March 30th. Um, a big thing about this schedule for the Penguins, in case you did not know, they are tied for the least amount of back-to-backs for the season. I think it's only six, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's pretty big. It's six or seven. Um, I, I'll double-check which either one it was. And after just scanning at the schedule, yeah, so it's it's six. So yeah, they're they're tied for the least amount. You know, you're not going to hear any sympathy for me. You're not going to hear any sympathy for Peng from other Penguins fans. You know, they've led the league in back to backs for like two out of the last four years. So you know, the people that are mad about the Penguins are not getting a lot of back to backs. Tough shit. You all can cry, and I'll taste your tears and whatever like that. So um, that's really what I have to say about that. But overall, guys, it's it's going to be a grind. I'm really excited to just get back into talking about this team every single day. We are going to have. Um, basically four to five episodes this week. And then next week, I mean, full time, we will be going to, uh, five, uh, for the rest of the season because the training camp starts on January 3rd for the Penguins. But let me know what you guys' thoughts are on the schedule. Um, do you guys think that league should do this full time? You know, my take on that, I can see them doing it, you know, especially, you know, with these block schedules, I think that's just for divisional games in like a Western conference and, um, well, Western Conference, the California road trip and the Western Canada road trip, I should say. I mean, I think they could totally schedule a lot of those games back to back. And then for the divisional games, just make them in blocks to minimize travel. I think that would be cool. It would be something different. And boy, let me tell you, the league needs something different. And, you know, the playoff format, I've already touched on that on this podcast before, so I don't really need to go into it. Um, it's going to be a grind. You know, I have to play a couple teams 15 times for the season, but you know what? That's what the players have signed up for. You know, there's also been no opt-outs according to Darren Drugger, so that's good news as well. But uh, coming up in the next segment, we will be touching on Zach Aston Reese's uh, season in review and what we can expect from him moving forward next season. But before we do get into that, it is time to get into betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. You can actually sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code that I just talked about, locked on, to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's touch on Zach Aston Reese's season review. We all know how good he is defensively. That fourth line with him, Tanev, and Bluger was one of the best fourth lines in the league, especially at, you know, just suppressing shots. I know it was not as good in the playoffs against Montreal, but I honestly attribute that to more of just Johnson and Schultz just shitting the bed for the Penguins and a lot of the players just... Honestly, flat out not showing up for the team. But, you know, getting into his underlying numbers, I mean, they're not bad at all. So he played 685 minutes on the ice at 5v5 in 57 games. Um, his possession, basically 51%. Um, goals for, goals against on the ice, 21-18. to 18. And the season before that, in 43 games, 22-14. Uh, to 14. His goals for percentage, 53.8%. That comes off a career high of 61.1% in 2019. Um, his scoring chances for 259 scoring chances against 204. I mean, that just goes to show how elite he was defensively in his own zone. The year before that, in contrast, guys, 195 to 191. His scoring chances for percentage. 
blasted his career high away at 50.5%. This year was 56%. Um, his high danger chances for 104 high danger chances against 77. On the year before that, 93 to 77. So, I mean, he it, it was stayed the same for high danger chances against, but high danger chances for went up by 11. His line was just buzzing in the offensive zone every time they went in. 57.4% um, for his high danger uh, possession-wise. High danger goals for 12 to 11. It was 9 to 8 before. His goals for percentage, 52%. So, I mean, these are really good underlying numbers. And if people that think that Zach Aston Reese does not make, you know, a big impact or he's just not a good player, I mean, these people, I think, are sadly mistaken. I think he's one of the most underappreciated uh, players on this Penguins roster. I know he doesn't put up some bottom six numbers that you want to see offensively, but he makes up for it in an elite way defensively as he just suppresses shots so well. And his him and his line, they just don't allow a lot of high danger chances and a lot of high danger goals when they're on the ice just because of how great they are in their defensive zone, especially Aston Reese. He only had six goals, 13 points in 57 games, but you know, points are just part of the story. You know, it's not the end all be all. I know some people like to think, oh my God, you know, that's the end all be all. If he's not producing offense, you know, at like such a great level, the player stinks, but no, he is a very serviceable player. And I do think we will see an uptick in his offense for this season, especially when he comes back. I'm hoping that he's going to be ready uh, for the start of the regular season in, on January 13th against Philadelphia. Could be pushed back a bit. I remember Jim Rutherford said it looked like he was going to be towards February, but he is at the informal skates right now. I would expect him to be at training camp, though he may arrive um, a bit late um, because of the injury. We'll see if they clear him for training camp and clear him for contact and all that. You know, maybe he's um, ahead of schedule for all we know, but still, you know, this is a very underappreciated player. One of the most underrated players, I think, on the team. Yeah, I just went there. I think he's one of the most underrated players on the Penguins. Not enough people appreciate him, and I'm just really excited for when he comes back because the Penguins as a team will be better defensively when he's on the ice playing 12 to 13 minutes a night with Tanev and with Bluger on that line because that is one of the best fourth lines in the league. So I'm just really excited for his return and just, you know, hopefully we can see an uptick in his offense because, you know, overall you do want your bottom six lines to be more offensive than defensive, but you also want players in the bottom six that are really good at defense. As well, you know, that's exactly what Aston Reese is. We just need to get him, you know, to have some more offensive production, you know, to complement his defensive capabilities for this team. But, you know, that'll be it, I think, for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I hope you all had a very safe and Merry Christmas. I hope you all got some goodies, you know, whether it's a Penguins jersey, whether it's a Penguins mug, whether it's Penguins signed puck, you know, a signed jersey, you know, a sweatshirt, whatever, you know, hope you guys got that. And honestly, hope you got whatever you guys got, um, that it was awesome. So hope you all had a very safe holiday. Um, we're getting closer to the end of this year. We're getting closer to some hockey happening. We're almost two weeks away from the season getting underway. So it's a lot of fun times around here. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode for you guys with some more content. We're also going to be getting on, I think, some more guests before the season to preview the season for the Penguins as well. So stay tuned for that. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you all on Tuesday.